Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, I'm going to be recapping week four of the NFL season, yesterday's action. I did miss a lot of it because I actually went to a Marlins Phillies game yesterday, so I didn't get to watch a lot of football yesterday, but I did see some of the highlights for some games, and of course, checking the statistics will help Kind of see what teams uh, were doing good and what teams were doing bad. And then right after that, I'm going to be making my 2021 uh, MLB playoff predictions. And also look at my predictions that I made back in April. Um, I have the paper right next to me already, and I am already looking at it. And uh, just just a lot of picks incorrectly. But do I do have some of them accurately, but I will get to that in a in a in the later part of the episode. So let's get straight into it with the week four action. Uh, we already talked about uh, Thursday night football uh, with the Bengals beating the Jaguars 24 to 21. But now let us get into yesterday's action. So let's start off with the Tennessee Titans beating Psych the Jets. The Jets beating the Titans 27 to 24. And the Jets, they got their first win of this season, man. That's great. Ryan Tannehill, 30 for 49, uh, 298 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown giving a Derrick Henry a rushing touchdown. Receiving touchdown went to Cameron Baston. The Jets, Zach Wilson played a little bit better, of course. 21 for 34, 297 yards, two touchdowns and only one interception. A rushing touchdown from Michael Carter. And then a receiving touchdown from Jamison Crowder and Corey Davis. So, look, the Jets... They, they played good. Uh, Zach Wilson wasn't playing horrible. Um, he threw more touchdowns and interceptions in this game, so that's a good thing. That's 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 great. That's a good start right there. Um, and he picks up his first win in his rookie season in his NFL career. Um, but the Titans, man, how did this happen? Uh, how did the Titans' defense really get the Jets going in the second half? Because in the first half, they only scored one touchdown. And then around the fourth quarter, they scored 14. They scored two drives. I believe it was consecutively. And, well, the Jets took the W. Now, they did go to overtime. So, of course, the game was pretty close up to then. But then the Jets, they won it by a field goal because the Titans couldn't. Uh, they they got a turnover in their, in their last attempt in their drive in OT. So, they couldn't score or even get a field goal range to tie the game and to probably make the game further. Or would it end up in a tie, you know? But we'll, that definitely didn't happen. So, of course, giving the Jets their first win of the season. Now, obviously, the Titans, um, I, I, look, the offense has kind of not been, like, what I've been expecting so much this, so far this year. Derrick Henry has been a, a great so far. I mean, there's no doubt about that. He had 157 yards, a touchdown, you know? But... Julio Jones, AJ Brown, there hasn't really been a lot uh going on for for the for the Titans. So, I really don't know where I can uh see the Titans kind of going this season. I I do think they're a, still a playoff team, um potentially, you know, fighting throughout the whole year, but it's kind of kind of worrisome these type of losses at least to the team like the to a team like the Jets, you know, getting their first win after their first three games playing like crap. So yeah, but you know, upsets do happen. It's fine. The Titans season is far from over, but definitely a loss that the Titans should look back and say, hey, we we fucked up, but we gotta get back um in the rhythm so we can you know 
get get better and and just see where we made those mistakes and just progress from there. And so the Jets win their first game of the season. You know what team did not win, have not won yet their first game of the season? That's the Detroit Lions. They lost to the Chicago Bears 24-14. to Now, I did have the Lions winning their first game, but yeah, um, you know, the Lions, they always, they, they suck. So they let me down with that. Of course, of course they let me down. The Bears, of course, they played better. They scored... Uh, 14 points in the second half. They scored 10 in the third quarter. They won by 10. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, 24 for 38, excuse me, 298 yards, two touchdowns, and both were receiving touchdowns from Khalif Raymond. And then the Bears, it was Justin Fields with 11 of 17, 209 yards. Didn't have to throw a touchdown, but the rushing game was great. Um, He threw a pick. But David Montgomery had two touchdowns, 106 yards, and then Damian Williams had a touchdown with 55 yards and eight um, carries. So the run game for the Bears pretty much dominated um, that defense. Um, Not dominated because, again, they only won by 10, and they only allowed 24 points, so it's not really complete domination. But, I mean, the run game was running through them a lot. Uh, The Lions... Where the hell was the defense? I really don't know. But, again, it's the Lions, man. You can't really expect a lot from this team. Of course, they've kind of been losing these games pretty close. They've kind of been playing, like, competitively, and they've been making games interesting. But, still, it's really nothing to be surprised about. They just they end up just not taking the W either way. So, yeah, the Bears, they won this game after a humiliating loss last week. But they bounced back. You know, the season's still going, so they got multiple chances to get more wins in the future. Next game, we got the Indianapolis Colts versus the Miami Dolphins. I had the Dolphins winning this game, but they lost 27-17. to oh, Carson Wentz, 24 for 32, 228 yards, two touchdowns, a rushing touchdown for Jonathan Taylor, and then two receiving touchdowns by Mo Alley-Cox. The Colts were looking good, man, offensively and defensively. However, the Dolphins, Jacoby Brissett, 20 for 30, 199 yards, two touchdowns, a receiving touchdown for Devontae Parker and for Mike Gusecki. But that defense is doing nothing, and that offense is not good enough. And it looks like we may not be winning a lot of games uh, without Tua. We we will be missing Tua for the next, I believe, two games. So he won't be playing against the Bucks and against the Jaguars. We'll be playing in London that game. So I believe he'll be back the game against the Falcons on the 24th, or maybe Halloween on the 31st against the Bills. Um, but still, you know, they got to go up against the Bucks next week. And obviously, I want the Bucks to lose. But damn it, it's really going to be hard for the Dolphins to pull an upset like that. But um, yeah, the Dolphins are just not looking great. They don't have their, you know, their potential future QB, um, you know, picking up their own starts, and it's just kind of rough how this team not really playing great. Their offense is kind of lackluster all over the place. Really nothing going. going. I, I do think they have been playing, like, competitive. I don't see that they've been playing, like, lazy. But yet again, I, I just think that the team's kind of all over the place. It's, it's, really, it's really in a mess right now. It's really in a bad situation, but I don't think – it will last long for the rest of the season. I think it will just kind of be like the first half. It will be rough, but then the second half, they'll bounce back and get things together. So the Dolphins, they lose this game, but I do think it's a valuable lesson, and we'll, we'll move on from there.
Next game, we got the Cleveland Browns versus the Minnesota Vikings, and the Browns won a pretty low-scoring game, 14-7. They scored 11 in the second in a quarter, and they're scoring three points uh, by a field goal, of course, in the fourth. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 15 for 33, 155 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, but they got a rushing touchdown from Kareem Hunt. The Vikings, however, Kirk Cousins, 20 for 38, 203 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and a receiving touchdown from uh, Justin Jefferson. So, yeah, the the Vikings offensively, they, just, they didn't do nothing. They just that one touchdown. And that's it. the The defense was okay. The defense actually stepped up and played great. But they they since the offense didn't do nothing literally, it just it, it, it was a matter of time the Browns were gonna score again, and then boom, they were gonna overtake them and win the game. It wasn't a very fun game. I didn't even watch the game nor the highlights, but just looking at the stats, it just would have seemed like both teams' defenses were playing great. And then one or two drives, they got lucky, scored a touchdown, and then boom. Put up some points on the scoreboard, and then boom, the Cleveland Browns ended up having more points in the end of the day. So it's it's one of those games. It wasn't really a back and forth game or anything. And the Browns they win their third game of the season. They're three and one, while the Vikings are one and three at the moment. Next game we got the Washington Football Team versus the Atlanta Falcons. While the Washington Football Team taking the W, thirty four to thirty. Now this was a pretty close game. Taylor Heineke, 23 for 33, 290 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. A rushing touchdown from Antonio Gibson, two receiving touchdowns from Terry McLaurin, and one from G.D. McKinsick. And, well, Washington played great. They played great offensively. The defensively, still a bit of a concern, which is surprising. I mean, they have a great defense, but they just haven't played like that as they were last season. The Falcons... Matt Ryan actually played a good game, 25 for 42, 283 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. But three of those went to Cordell Patterson, three touchdowns, Jesus Christ, for 82 yards and five receptions, and then a receiving touchdown from uh, Mike Davis with 12 yards and two receptions. So it was a back-and-forth game, but in the end of the day, the defense had to step up for the Falcons, but couldn't get the job done. They let 12 points allowed from the, from Washington in the fourth quarter, so... Yeah, kind of. You can say the Falcons kind of blew the game, but not really. They didn't really choked the game, but it was it was back and forth throughout. I had the Falcons winning this game because I did think that their offense was going to be a little bit more prepared, and it well they were they were playing great, but Washington was just playing a little bit better. So they take the W. They win by four points, and Washington is now with a two and two record. I believe they're second place in the NF NFC East. While the Falcons, I believe, are what third in their division at the moment, um, they're dead last. You know, they're last. They're one and three, so they're in fourth place in the division. But hey, the season's just started. We still got multiple games left. Talk about domination. The Bills absolutely annihilated the Texans, forty to zero. My God, what a transition! Yep, the Buffalo Bills taking on the Houston Texans, as I just already said it. The Texans. Put up nothing while the Bills were just lighting them up. Davis Mills, 11 for 21, 87 yards, zero touchdowns, four. Let me repeat that again. Four interceptions. Man, wow. Wow. Um, okay, um, now let's look at the Bills side. So then Josh, Josh Allen, 20 for 29, 248 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. 
Mitchell Trubisky had one attempt, eight yards. Uh, Zach Moss had a r- rushing touchdown. Mitch Trubisky had a rushing touchdown. And uh, Dawson Knox had two receiving touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the team played great. Bills absolutely dominated. And the Texans didn't do nothing. I mean, there's really nothing. It's really easy game to recap. I mean, De- Texans, no effort, pretty much. And then Bills, domination. So the Bills are now 3-1, and one, and the Texans 1-3. and three. Yeah, we, we this was a no-doubter. I mean, the Bills are just fucking way better than the Texans. But, you know, there were really no doubt about it. Anyways, next game, we got the New York Giants versus the New Orleans Saints. The Giants, they won their first game of the season. The Jets and the Giants, they get their first win in the same week. That's That's something. Um, and they beat the Saints in overtime. They also <laughs> win in overtime, I guess. These Giants, th- these New York teams got lucky this week, huh? Um, the Giants, uh, Daniel Jones, 20, 28 for 40, two touchdowns, one reception, a rushing touchdown for Saquon Barkley, 52 yards, 13 carries, a receiving touchdown for John Ross and Saquon Barkley as well. Played great offensively. Uh, they picked, they got, a, they got on a rhythm. Saints, however, Jameis Winston, 17 for 23, 226 yards, a touchdown. Um, Taysom Hill, uh, Taysom Hill, 2 for 3, 9 yards, but within that one, 9 yards, had an interception. Taysom Hill actually also did have two rushing touchdowns for 28 yards and 6 carries. And then Juwan Johnson had a receiving touchdown as well. So the Giants... They were able to play better than the Saints. You know, overall, the Giants were, were keeping it consistent um, in the first, uh, actually, no, in the second and third quarter, scoring seven in the second and only scoring three in the third. But then they scored 11 in the fourth to keep it going, while the Saints, they scored a touchdown in every single quarter except the first. So, yeah, but again, the, the Giants, those 11 points in the fourth quarter helped them kick, take the victory. And the Giants, they win their first game of the season. The Saints are two and two, and the Giants are one and three at the moment. The Giants, I believe, are in still last place for the NFC East, and the Saints are in third, third in the NFC South with a two and two record. Now let's move on to the next game. We got the Carolina Panthers versus the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys won this game, thirty-six to twenty-eight. This was another great game for Dallas. Putting up great numbers. Sam Darnold, 26 for 39, 301 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Sam Darnold had two rushing touchdowns. DJ Moore had two receiving touchdowns. The Panthers played great, but the Cowboys, they played better. Dak Prescott, 14 for 22, 188 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, a rushing touchdown for Ezekiel Elliott, and a receiving touchdown for Dalton Schultz. Blake Jerwan, Cedric Wilson, and Amari Cooper. So these this offense was electric ye- uh, yesterday, playing fantastic. They scored uh, three touchdowns in the third quarter and pretty much scoring in every single quarter throughout the whole game. The Panthers were trying to make the game close in the fourth quarter, scoring 14 in the fourth, but wasn't enough to take Dallas and as I predicted, the Cowboys, they were able to take a victory and giving Carolina their first loss of the season. But both teams are now 3-1. Of course, the Cowboys, sole possession in the NFC East at number one. And the Panthers, they're now in second place 
um, after the Buccaneers uh, win against the Patriots. But I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But they're now the second in the NFC South. Uh, but still, really, two very good teams so far this year. Really, nothing that I have been expecting so much. I mean, the Panthers have been pretty good so far, so that's kind of been a surprise. But uh, still, you know, nothing, nothing really crazy. Uh, the Cowboys are still going to be one of the best teams. Their offense is playing great so far this year. So, yeah, they just got to keep it going. Next, we got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chiefs were able to win this game, forty-two to thirty. Uh, the Chiefs are now 2-2, two and two, and the Eagles are now 1-3. Patrick Mahomes had a pretty good game, 24 for 30, 278 yards, 5 touchdowns, had that one interception. Um, a rushing touchdown for Darrell Williams. Tyreek Hill had 3 touchdowns, 186 yards for 11 receptions. And then Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Joe Frosten had 2 uh, receiving touchdowns, 1 for each, of course. And they put up 42 points. They scored in every single quarter. They scored 14 in the second and the fourth and scored seven in the first and the third. The Eagles, however, Jalen Hurst, 32 for 48, 387 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Kenneth Gainwell had a rushing touchdown and Dallas uh, Goert, uh, Goert, how do you say his name? I, forgot, I, don't, I don't remember how to say his fucking name. And Greg Ward the Jr. also had a receiving touchdown as well. So the Chiefs, I mean, they got their second one of the season. Their offense was explosive yesterday. They were running the football. They were throwing great passes. Patrick Mahomes doing a little underhand touchdown pass um, to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You know, just playing around against that Eagles defense because there was nothing the Chiefs couldn't have done. Um, the Eagles, excuse me, could have done to stop the Chiefs yesterday. That defense was not playing great. Uh, the offense was kind of keeping it up a bit. But, again, the Chiefs are the better team at both sides of the ball. So, obviously, the Eagles couldn't get the job done. They're now 1-3, and three, and I believe they're now in third place in the NFC East. While the Chiefs, even though they won the game, they're still last in the AFC West, believe it or not. That's still crazy how they're 2-2 two and two and pretty much, you know, still, you know, dead last in the division. So that's 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 a shame at the moment. But again, the Chiefs will get up there. Uh, wait, game currently in Lightning. What the hell? Hey, ain't that ironic that the game or the, the Monday Night Football game between the Raiders and the Chargers, it, the game is currently delayed by a Lightning delay when the Chargers... Or play, you get it? Did whatever. Okay, you know, you pr pretend I never said that. Anyways, move on to the Seattle Seahawks and 49ers game. The Seahawks, they won this game 28 to 21. This is their second one of the season. Russell Wilson, 16 for 23, 149 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, a rushing touchdown for Alex Collins, and a rushing touchdown as well for Russell Wilson himself. Receiving touchdown for Freddie Swan and for DK Metcalf. And then for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, 14 for 23, 165 yards, one touchdown, one reception. And then Trey Lance, 9 for 18, 157 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, giving two touchdowns to Debo Samuel for two receiving touchdowns and Ross Dwindley for one receiving touchdown as well. Um, the Seahawks were playing great. They stayed consistent. The third quarter, they played amazing. Their defense stepped up a bit in the first half. Then the second half, they were allowing points. 
getting uh, with San Francisco running the ball a lot more and kind of letting uh, letting go a lot of yardage, but they still played great. Um, still a lot better than a lot of teams this week. So honestly, I might give them a very good chance. Um, they're right now playing great. Um, but again, the, 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 the 49ers, they've been, you know, on a two game losing streak. They lost to the Packers last week and to the Seahawks this week, but the Seahawks are staying right now after two L's. I mean, they took an L to the Titans and they took an L to the Vikings. So they needed a victory like this. The Seahawks, I believe are third in the division while the 49ers are fourth in the division with a two and two record at the moment. Next game, we got the Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Green Bay Packers. The Packers, they were able to take a victory here, 27-17. to Ben Roethlisberger, 26-40, 232 yards, one touchdown, one reception. A rushing touchdown for Najee Harris and a receiving touchdown for Deontay Johnson. The Packers, however, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, 20-36, 248 yards, two touchdowns. A rushing touchdown for, wait, what the fuck? For Aaron Rodgers himself and then two receiving touchdowns for Randall Cobb. So the Steelers, man, another another bad game for that offense. Another bad game for that offense. Um, man, uh, the Steelers right now have have been one of the most disappointing teams in the in the NFL season so far. Ben Roethlisberger has been looking. People are saying he's the worst quarterback in the league right now, and. I, I certainly do think that's kind of bold to say that because, uh, I mean, obviously, come on. we really going to say he's the worst in the NFL. But the way he's been playing the last couple games, yeah, it's, that's really that's really not a not a thing that I uh, that I'm expecting. Um, Steelers, their frustration is off the charts right now. I mean, this team has just not been playing great at all offensively. It's it's rough. To see the, this team take their chances up, but man, the Packers just were able to get, play better. Um, Aaron Rodgers is playing like an MVP so far this year. I mean, he won it last year, so why would he not, uh, you know, play another season like that again? The Packers are staying consistent after losing their first game to the Saints in, back in Week One. Feels like years ago. Now they got three wins in a row. Next game they got, I believe, is against the Bengals on Sunday. The Steelers got to take on the Broncos, so that will be a challenging game for the Steelers as well. Next game, we got the, speaking of the Broncos, the Denver Broncos versus the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens won this game 23-7. Lamar Jackson, 22 for 37. 316 touchdowns. Wait, <laughs> my bad. 316 yards. And then one touchdown. Imagine 316 touchdowns. The greatest greatest performance by a player in in a, in a game. And then a rushing touchdown for Latavius Murray, and a receiving touchdown for Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Well, hasn't really been playing that great so far this year, but still. And the Broncos. Yeah, they took a bad L. Drew Locke, 21 for 20, uh, 12 for 21, 113 yards, zero touchdowns, and an interception. And then. Teddy Bridgewater, 7 for 16, 65 yards, and a touchdown. And that receiving touchdown only went to no offense. Um, yeah, the Buccaneers, I mean the Buccaneers, the Broncos, just couldn't do nothing offensively. Defensively, they played solid, but still allowed the Ravens to score 17 
points in the second quarter. However, the game was kind of boring in the second half. Really, nothing was going on except a, a touchdown in the fourth quarter for the Ravens. Uh, but the Ravens, of course, they take another W. This is, I believe, their third straight victory. Um, you know, after losing to the Raiders in week one, beating the Chiefs, then beating the Lions, and of course, now beating the Broncos. They got to go up against the Colts next week on Monday Night Football. While the Broncos, they take on the Steelers Sunday. Next game, we had probably one of the most exciting games so far of the season by record. And, you know, teams have been playing great. The Arizona Cardinals versus the L.A. Rams. These two teams have been playing super well football um, so far this year. Kyler Murray, 24 for 32, 268 yards, two touchdowns, zero interception, two rushing touchdowns for James Conner, a receiving touchdown for A.J. Green. And for Max Williams, the Cardinals played great, man. They played fantastic. Their offense was all over the place. It was great. And then Matthew Stafford, 26 for 41, 280 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. A receiving touchdown for Robert Woods and Van Jefferson. Um, the Rams' offense was okay, but they didn't play as good as what we thought. I mean, the Cardinals' defense... Underrated pretty much so far throughout the season. I mean, I'm gonna have to say so far the unit has been playing great. Like to me, I think this team is 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 damn near unbeatable right now. I mean, they're four now. They're one of the few teams undefeated left. I believe they're only the Cardinals and the Raiders are the only two undefeated teams in the season so far. But they've been playing great, man. Now the game against the Car the Vikings, it was a close game. Um, and a game against the Jaguars last week was close in the first half, but then eventually in the second half they took over. And this game, it was kind of close until the second half as well. But then again, I do believe the Rams are still a very complete team. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. They're going to take those where they're going to have to take those L's. So, yeah, it definitely was one of those games for the Rams. They're still a very good team. They got to go up against the Cardinals all the way next in December 13th. So, you know, they got another chance to beat the Cardinals' ass next time. They got to go up against the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football. So, yeah, the Rams can definitely bounce back from this. There's really nothing to be concerned about for a Rams fan. I mean, y'all still one of the best teams in football right now. And the Cardinals, 4-0. They haven't played this good in a while. And Kyler Murray's been playing like an MVP so far. So, for sure, um, definitely give uh, the Cardinals some credit here. And then the final game of yesterday's matchups, the Sunday night football game between the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay, or should I say Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New England Patriots, the team that, wait a minute, didn't Tom Brady win, what, like six Super Bowls with the Patriots? I heard about that. I heard that he won it six times in, what, 20 years and made it nine times, uh, but lost three times, but still won six. Oh, that's the team? Oh, damn. So there he's going to be playing against the the player with his new team and the team that he just won a Super Bowl with last season. I guess the team that he won six Super Bowls in his pretty much in his entire career. Wow, that's interesting. But the game was super hyped up. But the game was fucking boring, man. What the hell, man? I swear to God, a lot of these primetime games are expected to be so good, and then 
this was kind of one of the most upsetting games of the season. I mean, the Bucks and the the Patriots it just wasn't as good as I thought. It just wasn't as good as I thought. But anyways, Tom Brady, 22 for 43, 269 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, a rushing touchdown for Ronald Jones, the second. So it wasn't a lot going on for the Buccaneers. Their offense wasn't really doing anything. And the Patriots, same thing. I mean, Mac Jones had two touchdowns, had two touchdowns, 275 yards. Uh, he went 31 for 40 and a touchdown and an interception, excuse me. But man, the rushing game was really nothing going on in New England. A receiving touchdown for Hunter Henry and Janu Smith. The Patriots were able to score, you know, multiple, a couple touchdowns, but. It was a pretty defensive game. You know, the defense for the Patriots stepped up, and they kind of stopped the, the the Buccaneers as much as they can. Same thing with the Bucks. It was just a lot of field goal kicks, a lot of punts, a lot of this, a lot of that. It wasn't a lot of offensive battle, as I would have thought. And Antonio Brown played a really bad game. Um, so, I don't. I mean, he didn't play a very bad game. He did have 63 yards, 7 receptions, but he did miss a lot of catches. So... Yeah, it was kind of a tough game to watch, I guess, for a Bucks fan because it, it was not a pretty win. Um, and also because the Patriots, they screwed on on themselves. They missed the game-winning uh, field goal. So, yeah, they, it could have been a chance for the Buccaneers to take another L if the Patriots just would have scored uh, or would have just hit that field goal to win the game. Um, so, yeah. This was a, a pretty, like, disappointing game, I guess, from just the hype that it brings up. You know, Tom Brady's first game against his former team. You know, against his, his, the head coach that he's been, you know, with for 20-plus years. And they won multiple Super Bowls and won so many games. They were a dynasty and everything. And, you know, now it's like, now I got to go up against you. But it looks like Bill Belichick played a pretty good game against the Buccaneers, even though not getting the result he wanted with a W. Holy shit, really? It really is a lightning delay over there in LA. What the fuck? The Chargers are actually being charged up right now. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that. Well, of course, we got to wait until the result of Monday Night Football. But again, the game is delayed. So I don't know when the game is supposed to start. It's already 8.30. Um, it's supposed to start around 9 p.m. at around 8.55 but I'll talk about that game on Wednesday. I didn't do an episode Wednesday. I forgot about that. Damn it. Damn it. All right. I will see if I can do an episode Wednesday. I hope I can. I'm just going to say I hope because I don't want to say I will and then I don't do it. I'm sorry. I I, I won't let you down. I got to promise you all an episode Wednesday and then for sure Friday. So, so yeah. So, that's week, that's week four recap pretty much. Um, the Bengals won. The Jets won. The Bears won. The Colts won, the Browns won, the Washington football team, the Bills, the Giants, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Packers, the Ravens, and the Buccaneers. And we'll see who wins tonight between the Raiders and the Chargers. So, yeah, those was week four. Um, now we head into week five after tonight's game. So now let's transition into the next part of the episode with the MLB postseason bracket challenge. I'm going to be making my playoff predictions. But before we get there, I'm going to check my predictions that I made back all the way in April of this year. The first game of the season. Yes, the first game of the season. I remember vividly, I believe it was the Yankees versus the Orioles, I believe. 
I don't remember what team the Yankees were playing, but I did watch a Yankees game. That was the first game I saw this entire season that just passed. So let's just go back to my predictions. So in the American League East, I had the Yankees winning the division. And obviously, you know, I was incorrect. So obviously, uh, the Rays, they ended up taking the division um, by pretty much a landslide. I mean, they won 100 games. So, of course, I was wrong with that. The AL Central, I had the White Sox winning it, which I was correct about. So, you know, that's that's one point for me. And the AL West, I had the Astros winning that division, and I was also correct. So, yeah, pretty pretty good so far. And the NL East, I have the Braves winning the division. And that's another check mark. So that was that was good. And then the Central, I had the Cardinals winning the division. It, they made the playoffs. And it was super close. They went on a 17-game winning streak. They were crazy. But they did not win the division, so I was incorrect with that. But still. And then in the NL West, I was close as fuck too, and I cannot believe it, but the Dodgers, 106 wins, and they still didn't win the division. Can you believe that? The Giants were just one game better, just one game better than the, than the Dodgers, and that's incredible. To win 106 games and to be in the wild card game, that's just, if the, if the Dodgers lose against, um, Against the Cardinals on on Wednesday, it's that that's gonna be one of the worst like feelings ever. Imagine winning a hundred and six games, more than most playoff teams, pretty much most than any team in baseball besides the Giants, and they're only a, a game behind them, and they lose because of that one game. That kind of I think they should make the wild card into a series. Like a three-game series, a best-of-three series, kind of like the, the Little League World Series or like the College World Series. Or not the Little League World Series. What am I talking about? Like the College World Series where it's a best-of-three. Um, they did it last year in the postseason. Um, best-of-three wild cards. They should break. They should do that. They should get rid of some rules. But for the postseason, I definitely think a wild card series would be entertaining. I Like for teams like, like the Dodgers, imagine if they lose on... On on what like again they have to focus you know they they who a team needs to prove who's better, and the record sometimes does not show that it's just who's the team who's playing the best baseball at the right time, but just imagining winning a hundred six games just to lose in the wild card game and that one game ruined your entire season it just sucks it let's be honest it sucks you know especially since you were one game to win the division and would have just skipped. The uh, the wild card game, but then the wild card game you win, or I mean you lose, and then you're just done with the season. It it kind of just sucks, but yeah, whatever. Uh, you know well, that has to be a change. I think they should definitely make the wild card a series, best of three, and then division series. You know, keep it the same way, best of five, and then the you know the the uh, championship series and the world series, best of seven. You know that that will bring in more audience. The wild card games will a lot be more fun. Got to win those two games in that three-game series, and you're good. Because one game, I don't think, especially in baseball, basketball, most sports, like one game, like this is not football where what you have to play good in every single game to win the Super Bowl, to win the championship. Basketball, baseball, um, hockey, like most sports, you have multiple chances. You can take L's, 
but you have to get more you have to get more W's and L's. You could take three L's, but did you get four W's before those three L's? Yeah. Or before those four L's, excuse me. Like, you know, you have to play your best. But I do think one game elimination just after especially having a great season like the Dodgers, 106 wins, and then if they lose on Wednesday to the Cardinals, it's just it'll be dreadful. It'll be tough, you know. But Anyways, let's move on with the predictions. So for my two teams that I had making it to the wild card game in the American League, I had the Twins and the Rays. Yeah, the Twins are not in the postseason, so no, definitely not. And the Rays, they won a division, so obviously they're not going to be in the wild card game. Um, so yeah, that was incorrect. And then <laughs> even more embarrassing, the National League wild card spots that I chose were the Padres. And the Mets. Oh, man. What happened to the Padres, man? They really fell off in the second half of the season. They played great in the first half. And then, man, they 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 blew it. They also fired their manager, so that should be a good thing for the, the, uh, the, the Padres at the moment. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see about that. Um, but, yeah. I definitely had that wrong. I mean, no no doubt about it. The team that I had winning the American League, I mean, it's still up um, in the air right now. Of course, the playoffs hasn't begun yet. So, of course, I'm not technically wrong or right yet with who wins the American League or National League. But for MVP, I chose initially Mike Trout or Aaron Judge. But obviously, Mike Trout is injury, so he couldn't play this season. So, unfortunately... Um, you know, he's not going to be able to win MVP, unfortunately, this year. But I also had Aaron Judge there as a runner-up. And Aaron Judge definitely deserves some consideration for MVP. But you cannot tell me that the man that by the name of Shohei Otani is the man that's not going to win MVP. You cannot tell me that the man is not going to win MVP. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has had a great season without a doubt. He has more home runs. He His offensive power is way better in the second half. And he's played a lot more consistent than Otani. But the man can do it all. The man can pitch great. Like he's a season ace. He's the best pitcher and best hitter when Mike Trout is not uh, playing in the lineup on the team. He's both... Great at hitting and pitching. He is literally the modern-day Babe Ruth. So come on. You're telling me the man put up stats like... Man put up a 9.0 war, 537 at-bats, 138 hits, 46 home runs, 200, uh, 256 average, 100 RBIs, 103 runs, 26 stolen bases. And then he had a 372 uh, OPB, uh, slugging percentage 552, OPS 965. I mean, he's just, he's insane, man. And then pitching, um, this year he's had a 3.18 ERA at 23 uh, games. Three of the games started, he pitched 131 innings or 130 innings. Um, he struck out 156. You know, he's been playing great. He's been playing great this year. There's no doubt about it that he's the MVP, without a doubt. And for the National League, I originally chose um, Ronald Acuna Jr., but of course, eventually the injuries bugged him, and 
obviously it just sucks that you know injuries took took his season away um and i also had juan soto as a consideration for second place but definitely for me definitely bryce harper takes the case for the mvp in the national league he carried that offense for the phillies in the second half that's why they're even in playoff contention for august and september up until they got eliminated um but man that team was great offensively and that man was literally the reason why so yeah for sure for the american league cy young i originally had garrett cole and to be honest garrett cole is still up there i still think garrett cole um, is a is a pretty good pick for um, Cy Young, Cy Young, uh, a, the American League Cy Young Award so far. But I don't think that he really, I just don't think he had his best season this year for me to really say, like, he's definitely had, you know, a Cy Young worthy season, even though he, he, he pretty much did. But I don't know. I mean, I might give it to Robbie Ray or Lance Lynn. Oh man, I don't know. Lance Lynn was 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 good this year, but I think in the in you know for for uh, for the second half of the season, he just hasn't played that that great. But Robbie Ray has been pretty good. I mean, two point eight ERA, one point oh four WHIP. He pitched one hundred ninety three innings, fifty two walks, and two hundred forty eight strikeouts. He led the in the in the American League in strikeouts. Garrett Cole's also been great as well, but he's just kind of been a little inconsistent. I mean, he had 181 pitches, uh, innings pitched, 16 wins, 8 losses, 0 saves, of course, 3.23 ERA. Um, he had 243 strikeouts and 41 walks, but didn't allow a lot of home runs and was kind of consistent throughout. But I don't know. It's a pretty close game. A pretty close uh, between Robbie Ray and Garrett Cole. You know what? I must say Garrett Cole because that was my original, you know, pick. So I guess I'll stick with it. But Robbie Ray is definitely probably going to take the Cy Young for the American League without a doubt. Um, but Garrett Cole, you know, there's always a chance that that might happen. And then for the National League, I originally had, of course, uh, Jacob DeGrom or you Darvish. But both. Have been suffering through injuries. I actually know just Dick, Jacob DeGrom and then you Darvish just hasn't been playing as an uh, Cy Young this year. But for the National League, I got to give it to probably Zach Wheeler or Corbin, Corbin Burns. I mean, Corbin Burns have been fantastic, man. One of the best starting pitchers in baseball this year for sure. Corbin Burns. I said Carbon. 167 pitches, uh, innings pitched, 11 wins, 5 uh, losses, 2.43 ERA. 234 strikeouts and 34 walks. Like, he's been great. Um, Zach Wheeler, a 2.78 ERA, a 1.0 whip, uh, 213 innings pitched, 46 walks, and 247 strikeouts. So, you know what? I'll, I'll give it to Zach Wheeler. Uh, the stats just look a little bit better. 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 <laughs> um, I'll give it to Zach Wheeler, especially he's a Phillies player. So, for sure, I'll, I'll give him that consideration. For the American League Rookie of the Year, I had a, a, a Randy Rosarena, and well, what do you know? I also continue with Randy Rosarena. I do believe he's definitely going to win the American League Rookie of the Year. I don't really think it's that close. I mean, uh, batting average 274, 94 runs, 20 home runs, 69 RBIs, nice. 20 stolen bases. Wander Franco is up there, and also Adolis Garcia, but... 
definitely Ronnie Rosarena is taking that one for sure. And then for the National League, I originally had um, Sixto, Sixto Sanchez, but obviously injuries. I mean, oh my God, these players that I picked, I mean, very good options, but injuries just pretty much stopped um, their season and just, you know, pretty much didn't give them a chance to really prove themselves as MVP or winning awards this year. But for National League Rookie of the Year, it's definitely between Trevor Rogers or Jonathan India. I might give it to Jonathan India. I mean, 269 batting average, 98 runs, uh, 21 home runs, uh, 12 stolen bases, 69 RBIs. Nice. So, you know, I, I, honestly, I'll give it to Jonathan India. I do think um, Trevor Rogers definitely deserves some of it. I mean, he's also had a pretty good season. I mean, just look at his stats, 133 innings pitched, 7 wins, 8 losses, however. Uh, two, uh, 264 ERA, 157 strikeouts, and 46 walks. Hasn't been playing that bad this year so far. And then for manager of the year, I I don't think I picked a, f a manager of the year for the American League. But if I did pick, I probably would have went to Kevin Cash. And, well, I'm going to continue with Kevin Cash for sure. Um, Devin Kevin Cash has been one of the best managers in the league, um, you know, in all the baseball for a while, but this year for sure, giving the Tampa Bay Rays a hundred wins and just still proving people wrong. This team is definitely a threat in the American league. So I'll definitely give it to, uh, Kevin Cash for the national league. I didn't pick one, but I think I would have probably picked Dave Rogers for the Dodgers probably, but Honestly, this year, it might go to Gabe Kapler from the San Francisco Giants. I mean, this team, the Giants, like, we did not expect this team to play this good. They've had one of their best seasons in franchise history. And we thought they were going to be a team that's just kind of like in the middle of the pack. will make some playoff noise, some buzz, but won't really compete against the Dodgers. The Dodgers are way too good. And these motherfuckers just started playing, like, very fucking good. And I'm like, wow. Wow. I mean, that's that's incredible. That's incredible what the what Gabe Kapler and the Giants have been able to do to change this team around. Because, holy shit, I would have never thought this team would have won 107 games this year. Um, yeah. Just, 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 just insanity how this team really played their their ass this year so yeah can't can't be more happy you know about the 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 giants playing like this they're the team that i that i loved um as a kid that was a that was my favorite team growing up um i still do love the giants as much as i do but i just haven't been an advocate fan since you know maybe since like Bumgarner left and some of the players haven't been playing great but brandon Crawf crawford uh buster posey brandon belt they've all been playing great you know, it's just unfortunately Brandon Bell is going to miss some playoff uh, action. I don't think he's going to be missing the whole playoffs, but or maybe actually I don't know. He might he might uh, miss the whole playoffs. So hopefully that's not the case. But if it is the case, that sucks for the Giants. But the Giants are still a threat. Nothing to be worried about. So, yeah, those are my uh, those. Those were my predictions that I made on April 1st. And then I just revised them to the predictions that I have now. Um, so, yeah, and then for the records, let me just go with the records real quick. So, I have the Rays. Wait, hold on. So, okay, okay. So, let's start off with the American League. In the East, I had the Yankees winning 
98 wins. The Yankees ended up with 92. The Blue Jays, I predicted with 87. They got 91. The Red Sox, I predicted with 82 wins. They got 92. I predicted the Rays to get 90 wins. They got 100. I predicted the Orioles to get 70 wins. They got 52. The White Sox, I predicted them to get 93 wins. The, ah, man, they got 93 wins. Let's go. What the fuck? Let's go. The Indians, I expected them to get 87. They got 80. The Tigers, I expected them to get 72. They got 77. The Twins, I expected them to get 92. Wow, I was super fucking wrong about that. They got 73. Um, the Royals, 76. They got 74. The Astros, I predicted 93. They got 95. The A's, I predicted 90. They got 86. The Angels, I predicted 82. They got 77. The Mariners, I predicted 75. They got 90. The Rangers, I predicted 70. And they got 60. And then for the National League, the Braves, I predicted them 97 wins. They got 88. The Phillies, 93 wins. They got 77. The Phillies, I had them 81 to 84 games. So technically, I was right about that. I got 82 wins right there. The Marlins, 80 wins. And Lois, 76. But they got 67. And the Nationals, I predicted up with 89 wins, even though they got 65. Wow. I had a, a lot of high hopes for the for the for the National Leagues this for the Nationals this year, huh? Whatever. The Cardinals, they I had them winning 95 games, they won 90. The Cubs, I expected them to win 83, they won 71. The Pirates, um, I had them winning 68 games, they won 61. The Reds, 81 games, they won 83 games. The Brewers, I expected them to win 89 wins, they got 95. The Dodgers, I expected them to win 100 games, 101 games, they won 106. The Padres, 95. Yeah, no, they just got 79. The Giants, I predicted them 80. <laughs> they got 107 of them, motherfuckers. The Rockies, I predicted them to get uh 74 wins and they got 74 wins let's go that's another correct one and the diamondbacks i predicted them to get 77 wins even though they got 52 wins wow dreadful now let's make the playoff prediction so i had the yankees and dodgers in the playoffs and that was my world series but let's make some changes and see if I still believe that that's, that's the case right now. But anyways, let's get it started. So with the American League wildcard game, who do I think is going to win between the wildcard game between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees? I think the Yankees are going to take the W against the Red Sox. Um, even though the Yankees have had an up and down season, if they would have played against the Toronto Blue Jays, I probably would have given you the Blue Jays over the Yankees. But the Red Sox, I just think right now they haven't been playing their best baseball. Now, of course, they did beat the Nationals. They played good, but Fenway Park, last couple games, we, we, we swept the Red Sox last game. And even though it's one game, anything could happen. The Red Sox are going to you know put up a fight without a doubt. This is going to be a fun game to watch. But I think the Yankees are going to get lucky with this one. I think they're going to get a bit lucky. I think their pitching is going to hold enough to win the game. So, yeah. And then for the National League wildcard game between the L.A. Dodgers versus the Cardinals, I have the Dodgers. If the Dodgers don't win this, it'll just be so sad. I mean, the Cardinals have been playing great. I mean, come on. They won 17 straight games. 
that's that's not an easy feat at all. So for sure, like give credit to the Cardinals at all. But the Dodgers, man, they're the Dodgers, man. How are you? How are you gonna? How are you gonna tell me the Dodgers are not a good team? You you cannot tell me that right now. So yeah, I definitely gotta go with the Dodgers there. For the American League Division Series, we got the Tampa Bay Rays versus the New York Yankees. Oh, man, the Rays have been so good this year, and the Yankees have been up and down. I, I can't pick the Yankees right now just because it's, it's just so inconsistent. I really don't know if the Yankees can really put up a series against the Rays because the Rays have been pretty much owning them throughout the whole season and in the last couple of years. So I'm going to give it to Tampa. I mean, I want New York to win. Even though I like Tampa and New York, they're actually two of my favorite teams besides the Giants and the Marlins and Phillies. But I think Tampa's just a better team. I think they're going to take it. And they're gonna make it back. They're hungry for a World Series title. They want to make it back to the big, to the big series, just like they did last year. So I think the Rays are gonna win that series. Next game, next series, we got the Chicago White Sox versus the Houston Astros. The White Sox have been playing great baseball as well, but they just don't have a winning record against uh, good teams, against above 500 teams. And the Astros are dangerous. They are a very dangerous team. Um, a lot of great hitters. Their pitching is great. The the Washington uh, Washington what the fuck the White Sox have been great as well offensively, pitching wise has also been a good strength of them. But their bullpen kind of implodes sometimes. Except you know uh, Liam Hendricks he's a great closer, so you know unless he's on the mound definitely gonna pick up the save for you. But I think the Astros offensively are just too powerful. I think the Astros are going to win that series. Um, I think maybe in like four games. So I think. Astros in four, and then I think the Rays beat the Yankees also in four games. Now in the National League Division Series, the Giants versus the Dodgers. Oh my God, this is this is tough. I can honestly give it to either or. Oh man, oh man. You know what? I have an instinct. I think the Dodgers might win this series. I don't. I the Giants have been so good this year. But I don't know. I think the Dodgers are just... God, I just think they're fucking too good, man. I, I don't know, man. The Giants have been great. But the Giants... The Dodgers have been right behind them. Right behind them throughout the whole year. So I have to give it to the Dodgers. But definitely in a five-game series. I think this series is definitely going to five games. If it doesn't, it will really surprise me. And then for the last series, for the division series... I got we got the Atlanta Braves versus the Milwaukee Brewers. Now this will be fun to watch, but that Brewers pitching should be great to fun to watch. That Brewers pitching is going to be great to watch. I already just said that the offense is great. I think the Brewers just have a better overall team than the Braves right now. The Braves are looking good offensively, but they're still missing a lot of good players, and their pitching sometimes lacks. So I'm gonna give it to um, the Brewers. I think they're gonna win that series. In four games. I'll say the four games. And then the American League Championship Series between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros. This is going to be the rematch of the ALCS from last season when they went to seven games. And I do think it's going to be a game, a series, again, as almost as good as last year's. Except I do think the Rays are going to win this one again, this time in six games. The Astros are great. But the Rays pitching is 10 times better. No, not 10 times better. They're, they're just definitely a little bit above. The Rays pitching has been great. I mean, fantastic this year. Their offense is great as well. 
I think the Rays are just one of the best teams in baseball for sure. They know how to play. They don't need to have superstars on their team or, you know, big or well-known players, but they can still get victories. They can still win games easily. And I just think the Rays are just bound to do that this postseason. Whether they make it to the World Series or not, they're definitely going to put up a fight this postseason. So, yeah, I definitely got the Rays winning this in six. This could go to seven, but I'm going to say in six. And then for the National League Championship Series, got the L.A. Dodgers versus the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers, man, they're going to be a fun team to watch as well in this series. The pitching is going to do great, but I think the Dodgers are going to take it. And I do think this is going to be a rematch of the 2020 World Series between the Tampa Bay Rays and the L.A. Dodgers. Yes, I do think the Dodgers are going to beat the Brewers in six games as well. But the World Series, the Tampa Bay Rays versus the L.A. Dodgers, a rematch of last year's postseason. This time, it will be in Tampa or in L.A., not in Texas on a neutral site where they played six games uh, last year. Now, my original pick was the Yankees and Dodgers in the World Series. And no matter what, I still have the Dodgers making it to the World Series and winning the National League pennant. Now, for the American League, of course, whoever wins the Rays, whoever wins the Rays-Yankees series, I think is going to win the American League, just to let you know. So if the Yankees win, I do think they might even beat the, the Astros. Just, just saying. Whoever wins between the Rays-Yankees, I think that team is going to win the American League and maybe win the World Series. But for now, I have the Rays winning the American League, and I have the Dodgers win the National League. But who to win the World Series? The Rays lost in six games last year. It's going to be pretty much very exciting to watch. Both offenses playing great, and their pitching is going to be electric as well. But I think the Rays were super close last year. And that game six, I honestly should have given it to Tampa, and we should have had a game seven. And I think this series, this this entire series is going to prove something like that once again. But I think the Rays are going to take advantage. They're going to get revenge. And they are going to be the one winning the World Series this year. So, yes, I have the Tampa Bay Rays winning the World Series this year. Tampa Bay, I mean, come on. The Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. The Rays made it to the World Series last year. The Lightning have won back-to-back Stanley Cup titles. Championship energy is just flooded in Tampa Bay right now since Tom Brady has gone here. So don't even be surprised if Tampa Bay even wins the World Series this year, especially after making it last year. Um, Yes, I did have the Yankees originally winning the World Series, and that could still happen, but I trust the Rays a lot more. But again, we'll have to wait and see for that Rays-Yankees series. It's going to be one of the best in, in the whole postseason. But the Rays, I think they're going to be the Dodgers in seven games because I think it's going to be way better than it was last year. Maybe that game five or that game four game with Brett Phillips hitting that walk-off is very great and is one of the best games in the postseason in the last 20 years or so. But this World Series is going to be great. I'm, uh, you know, I'm super excited for the postseason. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it for today. I got no time to talk anything else for the episode. But that's it. I did my week four recap and my MLB uh, postseason predictions. The Tampa Bay Rays in seven winning the World Series in 2021. 
and they're going to take revenge against the team that beat them last year, the LA Dodgers. So that is it for today's episode. See you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.